0: The following program comes to you from the M and Studios. You can travel around the world, go diving for some pearls, you can ride in a rodeo, you can jump out of a plane, go fishing in the rain, or just listen to the radio. You can party all night and drink and get tight you can dance to the do do but there ain't nothing like a good hard fucking
1: <laughs> You can
0: kiss me all over and tickle me with clover baby you can even suck my cock You can lay me in the grass and lick me on my ass or jack me off with a sock Hit me up against the wall and suck and lick my balls. You can give it everything
1: you got, but there ain't nothing like a good hard
2: fun.
0: Always good to start the day with that kind of crap.
2: Oh,
3: yeah.
0: Welcome in to the Mark and Linda podcast. Skeeter, how are we doing?
3: We're great.
0: Little windy. Nice day, though. yeah uh, comments with Skeeter. On this day in history, what year is it?
3: Oh, there's probably a lot, huh? Cause we've been out for a while.
0: Yeah, I doubt we'll do them all. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about how to protect yourself in this world of the coronavirus. A truly great fun fact, one that you won't forget. it's kind of interesting this and, and we'll discuss it in full detail but as human beings what is it that we look for in a mate we have the,
3: well i know what i look
0: for <laughs> we have <laughs> the top five and the winner of the earworm songs Woo! What is the biggest cause of arguments between couples? What is the world's most reputable? I'm sorry. Mm. What is the world's most reputable company? Which would you rather? Men can actually smell when a woman is into them. Oh, wow. And do not put potatoes in your butt. A
3: friendly reminder. It no is. potatoes in your ass.
0: So we are back. We weren't here last week. Can share a little bit about why uh, we were going on a trip, and it was a fun trip. Uh, yeah. we were going to go from here to Vegas. Uh, I got tickets for Linda and the girls to go see Share, Share the Share. Uh, not like that thing we went to in New York, though it was good. Uh, we saw a Share show, and Share didn't come. Yeah. And uh, so this was Share. And then we were going to go to L.A. for a few days, run to Santa Barbara for a couple of days, back to L.A., and then back here. We would have gotten home yesterday. Linda came down uh, with the flu uh, and was ill.
3: Well, I don't know if it was the stomach flu, because you didn't get it. So I'm thinking that it was food poison.
0: It could have been. Either way. But it
3: was a motherfucker.
0: Well, you know most of us know this when you're a little older things that you know when i was a kid i could get stomach flu or food poisoning whatever it was and you go through it and then boom you're back up uh it it does take a toll and it hit her a couple of days before we were to leave and so i was you know we went through the really really tough period and then i was thinking she was going to rebound
3: and i was trying hard to rally
0: she was and then she just said look I, I just don't see how I'm gonna feel tomorrow like getting on an airplane and going and doing this. And she knew it, that was Cher in Vegas and nobody loves those two things more than her. Nope. So I uh, got on the phone and canceled everything. And out of interest, so that you know, and this makes complete sense to me, out of the hotels in LA, Santa Barbara, um, uh, all ev- flights, everything that I had to cancel. The one thing that I did not get my money back on was Vegas. <laughs> Apropos, makes sense. So we we canceled it um, on Wednesday, which was the day that Linda and the girls were to see share. Share cancels. Yeah, she had the flu. Now imagine if we had landed in Vegas. Right. And we get the word that share Show's not happening. Right. And then, in the middle of that what would have been trip that we didn't take, the coronavirus grew into a serious concern about being out in public. And there we would have been, flying, oh, yeah, there's, airports. No, I always
3: say things happen for a reason. And even though I was god-awful sick, I am... So happy that we were not at LAX this week.
0: It was a trip we weren't supposed to take, quite frankly. But I'm
3: not going to lie. 2020 is kicking my ass. (laughs) And it's weird because right now I am in the best shape I have ever been in in my life. I spent three weeks in January sick. And then I got this stomach thing in February. So I am done with this year.
0: Uh, Yeah, you have taken a bite out of the old shit sandwich, as they say.
3: Yeah, But I'm feeling much better. It took me a week to recover from that.
0: So a couple of things. Um, One, I'll just say it. I still haven't finished uh, Parasite. I may never. Um, If I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. Uh, But with Linda being down, and basically uh, she slept a lot.
3: I slept for two days straight.
0: She did. In fact, one day she slept all day long and I thought she'll never sleep tonight. She slept all night long. So anyway, I wasn't needed, which means I watched a lot of television. Uh, Two things that I saw. uh, Now that my theater has Netflix and Amazon and I've got Hulu, I've got everything, YouTube, whatever, I got it all. I saw two things I thought I would mention. One is a movie on Amazon. It was made by Amazon, and it's called Arctic, like the place, Arctic. And it's the kind of movie that I like, which is a survival film, and I won't get any further into it than that, but the movie, for the most part, has one person in it, and that is the, and I I looked his name up, it's a foreign name. He is the gentleman who played the bad guy in James Bond's film, Casino. He was the guy who would bleed out of one eye. That's okay. the actor. Um, I thought this film was fantastic. And he was great. And I'm telling you, out of a two-hour movie, there might have been 10 words spoken. It, it, this movie, if Amazon had decided to release it in a theater, just in LA and New York for a week, it could have been up for an Academy Award and I do believe this man would have been up for Best Actor. I couldn't have enjoyed it more. It had all the things that one needs to be a really great film and I couldn't, uh, especially if you like, you know, if you don't enjoy survival type of a thing, like what would you do if, how would you deal with that? Um, I love those, always have and this was one of the most Satisfying films I've seen in quite a while. So very good. Arctic on Amazon. And then number two, I'll recommend this for you if you're a Chicago fan uh, of the band. Um, there is a documentary on Netflix that I saw. And at first I thought, well, I'll watch some. And I, I, of course I finished it. And this uh, documentary was produced by the band. So They felt, you know, a lot of uh, people, excuse me, that are gonna be interviewed about a topic, they are rightfully so. They're a little concerned about what they might say because media has proven time and time again that they will take comments out of context and make it sound like you said something when you didn't say it. If you see the entire statement, it's clear. But if they remove parts it sounds like something else. Uh, the, the guys of Chicago weren't worried about that because they were producing it. So they felt free to say what they wanted to say, knowing they would have the right to remove it or it would not be taken out of context. I thought it was great. The whole story, it's all there. The good, the bad, the ugly, it's all in there. So if you're a fan of Chicago, it is a not miss Two hours, and it's all there. I couldn't have enjoyed it more. I ate it. Uh, I, I watched it quickly, because that's kind of what it was. But if you're not a fan of Chicago, I don't think it's gonna be for you. Mm. And then last night, I kind of had to think, well, I'll watch a little What is bit. wrong with your voice? I'm old.
3: <clears throat> mm, I think it's all that coffee you're drinking.
0: No. Uh, and so last night, and I love ZZ Top, but I'm not per se a giant fan but I watched the documentary on ZZ Top and finished it. Couldn't believe it. I looked up and it was almost over.
3: Oh, well, so did you enjoy it?
0: I did. Mm. It's not as good as Chicago, it's it's in-depth, but it was very good, very well done. Billy Bob's in it, because he's a big friend of the guys. Mm. And uh, yeah, they didn't hold back anything either. So if you're a fan, there's good stuff on Netflix, whether you want to see TV series, movies, documentaries, they're all there, Netflix, So. So fucking good. Okay, weather-wise, here we are in North Carolina. We have been this winter fortunate. um, The northeastern, I say the eastern part of the U.S. has been slammed pretty good, um, where a lot of parts just got just horrendous. It seems all winter we got just the edge of it.
3: Right, and it's always been rain.
0: Heavy rain, some wind, but not, the craziness that has gone on yeah so we just did get over some rain and some cold a little bit of wind but again we skirted we haven't had a snow it snowed but it didn't stick
3: yeah, knock on wood yeah it's, it's only march so knock on wood well, I, I think we're done yeah you say that every year and no i think we're not
0: i think we're good uh that's all i got i think think yes i'm good you good i'm good let's do this
1: look a message in a bottle fan
3: mail from some flounder no this is what i really call a message
0: and now comments with skeeter
3: well i thought i would start out with a very nice comment Mm. al says mark just found your podcast most of your fans refer back to the mark and brian days My favorite memories come from the old M.T. get together on W.E.R.C.
0: Jesus.
3: It was so obvious you were something special and it was no surprise to see your career explode. Wow. You were the guy that all the younger DJs talked about and tried to emulate. Wow. I love listening to the podcast here in North Alabama. Thanks for keeping memories of Personality Radio alive. What's his name? Al.
0: Al. Listen, dude, thank you. Uh, uh, Just real quickly, because I I think of that fondly periodically. I had come from Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, where 24-7, around the clock, it was my first experience with real radio personalities. And I had a chance to witness and watch guys uh, and girls work on their show, work on their craft. They would come in hours before and prepare. And I was witnessing all of this. I didn't know that existed. And it got me fired up. It was where I had a light bulb moment because of one particular thing that happened. But by the time I left Knoxville and went to Birmingham, I took all of that that I witnessed and I saw and I learned. And for the first time in Birmingham on 96 ERC, I started working on the show. Uh, and yeah, he's correct. I, I was on fire. It was one guy, even one of the jocks from the FM, we had two stations, he came over and it was one o'clock in the morning and I'm spent and I'm about to go. And he said to me, what, what's with you? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you really work on this.
2: <laughs> and I said,
0: well, yeah, I want it to be as good as you can. He says, no, there's something else. I don't know what it is, but there's something else. And I, I've never forgotten that. So Al is correct, that was a, a pivotal key moment. That was right before I met you. Mm-hmm. I went to Savannah from Birmingham mm-hmm. and uh, and died a, a horrible death mm-hmm. on the radio. Okay. Um, but but yeah, thank you Al, very kind.
3: All right, so much for the nice comments. <laughs> Sally says, Mark, you ignorant slut. Yeah. The third season of The Center is currently airing on USA in all of its unedited glory. It's not too late to catch up.
0: No, I'm going to wait. No, but
3: it's already into like uh, episode five or six because we looked it up. Yeah.
0: I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Netflix. I'm old. I'm not going to go around to different channels and and I'm just going to wait for it to come to Netflix and I can look and see it there. Calm down. I'll see it.
3: All righty. Cammie says, I just wanted to know if Mark watched Rocket Man and what were his thoughts. I watched it three times on the plane flying to London. Thought it was brilliant. Oh, no. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Cammie, I I didn't even attempt to watch it because after that uh, Queen movie, I'm like, no, I'm not watching any more movies like
0: that. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it, and here's why. I, you know, the movie was presented in Elton John, as Elton John's life, which I'm sure it was, and that included the music that was a part of his life, and the movie depicted songs like I was watching a Broadway play where people would get up from the breakfast table and dance around the kitchen while singing. Um, not my thing. Completely now, when they weren't doing that, when it was straightforward acting, like the gentleman who played Elton, I thought was great. Mm-hmm. And he won the Golden Globe. Uh, but it wasn't, It I don't, I, I. how do I put it? I don't like musicals unless it's really well done. Like The Greatest Showman. You go into that knowing that you're going into a musical. And they didn't bust out in song from the dinner table. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't that. It was, okay, it's time for a song, and then they did it. Um, I, I did not enjoy the movie, and I will never see it again.
3: <laughs> I have <laughs> spoken. Uh, yeah, but my question is, did you finish it?
0: I did, I saw it all. I was on an airplane. It's funny I how went. you're
3: able to finish all the movies but Parasite.
0: But see, the the Parasite, it's now become a thing, which I don't like things. Um, And and I'll, I'll finish it at some point. But yeah, if I had not been on an airplane, I would not have seen all of the Elton John movie.
3: All right, speaking of Parasite, Doug says, hi, Linda. I watched Parasite for the second time last weekend. It was better than the first time because I noticed things more in the movie that I missed or I didn't fully comprehend the meaning of until I arrived at the end of the movie. Hmm. I am concerned that Mark has yet to finish the movie, so I have come up with some ideas that will encourage or entice Mark to finish it. Maybe we can say things to him like, Hey Mark, I heard there's some really nice titties at the end of Parasite. (laughs) Hey Mark. When the kids are in town, they can read the Parasite subtitles out loud so you don't have to think too much. (laughs) Hey, Mark, those Elvis fun facts at the end of Parasite are really interesting. Are they really true? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mark, wasn't it cute how that family in Parasite went to the pound and adopted a three-legged lab? Uh. Hey, Mark, that is a really cool corporate advertising tie-in at the end of Parasite, where they give a coupon code for a free Five Guys burgers, large Fry, scotch, and cigar. Uh, hey, Mark, did you see how many dicks that lady got in her mouth at the end of Parasite? Uh, <laughs> and the last one, uh, hey, Mark, Dwight Yoakam's role at the end of Parasite was fantastic. I never knew he was Korean. <laughs> What's his name? Doug. Doug, very funny. Very funny.
0: (laughs) Well, so that you know.
3: Oh, yeah, here, tell us some bullshit. Oh, which, by the way, I did win my 20 bucks because he didn't watch it that weekend that he was supposed to. Well,
0: so that you know, I've got this room next to the theater where I keep all my movies, and I did, Parasite was in that, I had moved it to the closet. Um, I did (laughs) take it from the closet and walk it into the theater it's sitting in a chair next to me so at least i got that far
3: oh gosh okay uh Lori says hey mark and linda i am super late to tell you my first concert but here it goes it was donnie and marie oh, wow. well and their brothers i saw them when i was 11 or 12 at the music circle in sacramento in the early 80s I love Donnie and Marie and got to see them twice when they were in Vegas. I wanted to tell you because Donnie is your friend, when is he going to be on your show? Have you forgotten about that?
0: No, I've been thinking about that. In fact, yesterday I looked up to see if the album, the new album he's working on is out. That will be when um, and it'll be great. And, 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 you know, going back, as a guy who's been in broadcast and you look for topics that get the phones going, this is, and I, I knew it before I went into it because I've done it before. The topic of what was your first concert is universal because everybody has an answer. Everybody alive has gone to at least one concert. What was your first one? It's such a great question because we all have an answer and in most cases, a very memorable story to tell. So, just those of you that find, you know move into broadcast, just know if <laughs> if you have nothing going on, bring up that topic. The phones will explode.
3: Uh, James in Seattle says a great show on Netflix is Ozarks. It stars Jason Bateman and is directed well. Season three starts in March. The first episode will suck you in. James, I tried to watch Ozark. And it's um, not for me. It was a little too intense for old Linda.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I, I saw one a lot. It's been around for a long time. It's hard to believe it's only in season three.
2: Yeah,
0: they're taking their fucking time. Yeah, I'm not afraid of it. I love Jason Bateman. Hey, speaking of Jason Bateman, if you want to see a great movie and I mean great that nobody's heard of, Jason Bateman, the gift don't forget that The Gift just watch it and you can thank me later
3: Uh, Lisa W says three things I know I'm late about my first concert but mine was Jimi Hendrix wow he was the opening act for the Monkees I heard about this saw the show at the original Forest Hills Tennis Stadium in New York a friend of the family's band was the middle act, Bobby and the Sundowners. I mainly remember being surrounded by screaming girls. I was about five or, or so. Two, saw a rerun of one of the episodes of Reba that year on, Mark. I wish they had kept your character on longer. You were quite good and sexy in an understated way. I agree, Lisa.
0: And three... Uh, oh, by the way, I'm sitting down here, you know, in the afternoon, we go our separate ways. I do whatever I do, and Linda goes upstairs and has coffee and watches her soap and whatever else. So I'm sitting there, and my phone dings. I look, and Linda has texted me a photograph (laughs) of her television, and I'm on Reba.
3: Yeah, no, but they had your name in the guy part of it. It was like Mark Thompson. I'm like, whoa.
0: When I pop up on TV, nobody, Mm -mm. nobody is more excited than Linda Thompson. That's
3: right. That's right. Um, and uh, and three, uh, Lisa attended the World's Fair in Flushing, New York when I was four. The main thing I remember, the, it's a small world ride in a boat going by a bunch of dolls singing that song, Stuff of Nightmares. Mm-hmm. I am a New York transplant now living in NC. Love your show.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah.
3: Uh, okay. So here, here we go. We're talking about um, earworms now. Are you kidding me? You two are the king and queen. Oh, I'm sorry. This is from Marty. Are you kidding me? You two are the king and queen of earworms. Over the last couple of years, I've had to endure goddamn Kokomo playing throughout my head and also one of Linda's favorite songs, Ring My Bell by Anita Ward. Thank you so much for the torture. Uh...
0: Simple as it is, it is still being played to this day.
3: Yep. Uh, Lori says, listening to the Earworm song segment with my boyfriend on our way home from Mardi Gras in uh, Galveston, Texas. Our top songs for Earworms are Barbie World.
2: I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Go
0: party. Hey. Linda had me download these, and uh, right after I'd done it, I was sitting out with Linda waiting for the show to begin, and I started humming that.
3: And I cracked up laughing, and then it got stuck in my head. Uh, another one of their uh, top songs is Doe a Deer.
1: Doe. A deer, a female deer Ray, a drop of golden sun Me, a name I call myself Far, a long, long way to run (laughs) So, a needle pulling thread La, a note to follow so (laughs) Tea, a drink with jam and bread
2: That will bring us back to dough
0: I'm sure I've told this. Uh, Linda and I had dinner with John Waite at Shutter's, the hotel in Santa Monica. And uh, in the table right next to us was Julie Andrews. And this is 10 years ago? Oh, yeah. It was quite a while ago. Well, she still looks great. Yeah. Julie had four martinis.
3: Get it, girl.
0: Yeah, a woman after my heart. And we walk outside afterwards and we're going to get in our car and leave and John's going to walk home. And he just comes out and he goes... I just had dinner with Mary Poppins.
3: <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> and then um, the last one, of course, is Baby Shark. Baby Shark,
1: Baby Shark, Baby Shark, Baby Shark. Mommy Shark, doo 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 Mommy Shark, doo doo Mommy Shark, doo doo Mommy
2: Shark. I've never
3: heard this. I mean I've heard ba- I know of Baby Shark, but I've never actually heard all of the song. But I, I think that's all they say.
0: Uh I guess. Uh, my first we went to New Jersey for Jackson's birthday. Uh family member. No, it wasn't Jackson. It was the baby.
3: Damien.
0: Uh the new one. And they it was a baby shark birthday party. Um and they came out. Uh, with all the kids, with this song playing, it was my first time to ever. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what was happening. Right, yeah. I'm the old man who was clueless <laughs> and sober.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, okay, Scott says RG, it's the segments like warm songs that make you the RG. You capture us on a real level. As a kid, my grandpa loved listening to Nat King Cole. I found myself all the time while working or driving catching myself humming Mona Lisa. What the fuck? <laughs> but this week, it's been Mona Lisa, and it's a small world. Lick my balls, Mark. Hey, Linda.
1: Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, men have named you. You're so like the lady with the mystic smile. Is it only because you're lonely? They have blamed you for that Mona Lisa strangeness in your smile. So good.
3: And I noticed that you skip one, so I'm going to, there's another comment about this, and I'm just going to tell Cody you're welcome. Dave says, My number one earworm song is Kokomo. Thanks, Matt.
0: Oh, shit. Okay, here we go. I'm all over the place.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Aruba,
1: Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take you. Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go Jamaica off the Florida Keys? There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you wanna go to get away from it all. Bodies in the sand Tropical drink melting in your hands We'll be falling in love To the rhythm of a steel drum band Down in Coca-Cola Jamaica Ooh, I wanna take you to Bermuda Bahama Come on, pretty mama Key Largo, my Baby, why don't we go it Get there fast And then we'll take it slow Dance where we want to go Way down
0: at uh, I
3: never get sick of that.
0: I know, and it's a little unnatural. <laughs> Something just not right about it. Because it's
3: just so bad and so good at the same time.
4: History History, History. 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 That happened and we all let it happen.
0: Where were you and what were you doing? It was this week back in 1980. The Doobie Brothers' What a Fool Believes wins both Song of the Year and Record of the Year at the Grammys. Uh, Doobie Brothers singer and keyboardist Michael McDonald explains how what a fool believes went from just a piano riff to a completed song. I kept playing this piano groove for Ted Templeman, and he kept saying, God, you've got to finish that song. I tell you, that's a hit. I kept saying, well, I just can't think of anything else to do with it. And then on an airplane ride, I came up with some lyrics and wrote them on a napkin. But I didn't really write the song until I got together with Kenny Loggins. We were going to get together for the first time to co-write, and he was outside my door. And I was playing that riff, thinking, well, maybe I'll play him this. Maybe he'll help me make the song out of this. And the doorbell rang, and when I answered, he didn't say hello or anything. He goes, whatever you were just playing, let's work on that. Back in 2006, on this day, I can tell you where David Hasselhoff wasn't, near his wife. It was on this day in 2006, Hasselhoff's estranged wife, Pamela Bach, files for a restraining order to keep the former Baywatch star away from her. I remember the first time I had a restraining order taken out on me.
3: Well, I think she had to
0: do that because he was drinking a
1: lot.
2: He had a drinking problem. Yeah, that video is disturbing.
0: It was on this day. Back in 1982, the Go-Go's become the first all-female rock group playing their own instruments to have a chart-topping album as their debut. John Bon Jovi, happy birthday. He celebrated his birthday this week. Uh, he talked about the song It's My Life, and despite it never becoming a huge hit, It's My Life is one of Bon Jovi's indisputable classics. Bon Jovi explains that this happened because of the way fans related to its lyrics, especially the title line.
1: They took it away from me. They made it their own. That was a universal and timeless and Beyond Our expectation line. I mean, I selfishly said that line, like Frankie said, I did it my way. I just come back from making a movie and said, this is me, me, me. Wow, who knew? Gets out into the consciousness. It's timeless, classic, it translates to any language, the language of the heart, which is music. And it all goes back to those underlying themes of having faith and faith and hope and hope. for the broken hearted, a silent prayer for 50 and I ain't gonna be just a face in the crowd, you're gonna hear my voice when I shout it out.
0: It was on this day back in 1966, the Beatles song Paperback Writer hits number one. Paul McCartney wrote it. Here he explains how he developed the idea for the song as he drove to Abbey Road Studios.
1: I had a long drive out there, so I'd start writing on my way out, start thinking anyway. I remember I had the whole idea. That was just one that I'd have. Often John would have one. But with Paperback Writer, I just had the whole thing. And I virtually came in, had the bowl of cornflakes, and said, hey, listen, how about if we write it like a letter? Dear sir or madam, and then comma, next line, paragraph. And I just wrote it all out on a little piece of paper. And John just sort of sat there and sort of, yeah, 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 that's good. That just kind of flowed, and I sort of wrote that.
2: back
0: one of my favorites
1: I
3: kind of liked
0: that oh I like it fine just not a favorite it was on this day 1979 the Doobie Brothers album minute by minute is certified platinum Mm. for shipping more than a million copies On this day back in 1975, Led Zeppelin's physical graffiti is certified gold. 1971, it was on this day in that year, Paul McCartney's first solo hit, Another Day, enters the Billboard Singles Chart. Every
1: day she takes a morning bath, she her hair, wraps a doll around her as she's heading for the bedroom, chair assist another day. Slipping into stockings, stepping into shoes, dipping in the pocket of her raincoat.
0: Where were you, 1964? It was on this day that we as Americans first heard of the Rolling Stones. Their very first American single was released a cover of Buddy Holly's Not Fade Away. Speaking of Buddy Holly, I want to share this because it's still one of my favorites. Um, uh, The story of Buddy Holly, Gary Busey, uh, at the very beginning of his career, not beginning, but uh, it was where he really hit. He played Buddy Holly in the movie of his life. And Gary Busey not only was amazing, nominated for an Academy Award for his work in this film, uh, he did something nobody does. He sang all of the songs as Buddy Holly. Now, I know a lot of people do that, but this is, this is something that nobody does. In all of the footage, live in concert, usually they pre-record it and then lip sync in front of the camera. He did it live. Gary Busey performed Buddy Holly's music live in front of the camera. And it's amazing. Mm. So forgive Gary, you know, those of you who judge, and, and I, I don't uh, try not to, um, he had a motorcycle accident and he sustained a pretty serious head injury. And you know, But this is a moment in time where if you've never seen it, you should pull the trigger. You will go into it not kind of knowing and come out of it loving Buddy Holly. That's how good it is. It was on this day, and this is the last, 1975, Kashmir, the song, Entered our consciousness, Robert Plant says that Kashmir is one of his very favorite songs that he is most proud of.
4: Kashmir
1: was written from my angle. It was written on the road to Tantan in southern Morocco, just off the Atlantic coast. And it's a place where your mind can really dance and where your imagination is way open. After a while, all the stuff you've ever thought about has gone and you've got this whole different place that's giving you a sort of door into a whole different you. (laughs)
0: it's time now for what year is it
3: hold up i have to say that um we're in the chat Mm -hmm. and today is national oreo cookie day oh wow and national dentist day those are two things that do not go together
0: uh they don't uh and speaking of oreos which i love um when linda was sick she wouldn't eat on the first day all i could get into her was two small spoonfuls of uh, applesauce, and that was it, and I needed to get stuff in her. Number one was electrolytes. She wouldn't drink Gatorade.
3: Gatorade is nasty. Ah! Gatorade has that, it's almost not sweet enough.
0: So you couldn't choke it down because you need electrolytes? I just couldn't do it. All right, so, so I needed to get protein, in her and sugar, because she was depleted completely. So I bought, I went to the store and I got the usuals Jello, and she likes this horseshit chicken noodle soup or whatever it is. So I got <laughs> all that and I see a bag of Oreos and I thought I might could get one of these in or just one would get some sugar going, little energy, wouldn't touch them.
3: I don't, I really don't care for Oreos.
0: And judged me like I bought them for myself.
3: Well, when have you ever seen me eat an Oreo?
0: I was thinking of you when I bought the Oreo. I needed to get.
3: Amy told you to get popsicles and you came.
0: Home you don't eat popsicles. And you
3: came home no. with Oreos. No,
0: she said popsicles. You're not going to eat them. You're in bed sick. You can't sit up. You're going to eat a popsicle. Well, like
3: I'm going to eat an Oreo.
0: You're going to eat Jello. <laughs> and I got that. You, by the way, are impossible. I'm trying to get s- substance into you. I don't want that. <laughs> Linda, I made you some gatherator. I don't want that.
3: Well, I mean, you know, when your stomach is icky, you don't want anything. have
0: some jello. I don't want that. <laughs> All right, what year is it? Now, I got...
3: But then when I was feeling better, you made me pancakes, and I ate pancakes for three days straight, and they were delicious.
0: Yeah, I, I do make a mean pancake. We have a griddle on our stove. I'm awesome. I mean, it doesn't even matter how many... Like, when the kids are here and I make pancakes, I can make 16 pancakes in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and they're delicious. That's how I roll.
3: Um, and then let me just say one more thing. Um, going back to the chat, um, we're going to be doing some uh, work in the chat. So next week, if you um, go to get in, it may look a little different or you may have to do, I, I don't I don't know. I just wanted to give you all a heads up.
0: You gave them a heads up that you don't know?
3: Well, something's going to be done. So if it's different, don't be surprised. But I don't know. But I. I don't, I'm just telling you all. <laughs>
0: I love when we call a Lenny, a Lenny is the one that runs all this crap. we call a Lenny with a question about the chat, which Linda did this week. And a uh, response was, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, let, let, let me look into it.
2: Yeah, and she did.
0: All right, I got a bunch here. I got four, five, I got seven. So I'll give you four.
3: Oh Lord, that's gonna, oof, okay. You ready? Not really, I don't think.
0: What year did this come from?
1: Nothing's wrong. What Who's gonna drive you home tonight?
0: Movie. My name is Marty DeBerg.
1: I'm a filmmaker. The, the Hidden, Hidden Secrets. He exploded on stage. This is
4: Spinal Tap. You know, it's like Hemingway said, you know, remember them as they were and write them off.
0: Headlines. Ronald Reagan has won oh, all of the states
4: that we have been able to
0: project up to this point. And as you can see, the map now is beginning to fill in blue for Ronald Reagan. When
4: Walter Mondale wins a state, those states will be colored red.
2: Oh, shit.
0: Now, my question is, was she listening to Cody?
3: Well, I, you know, I've had so many people t- talk to me about the presidents that I'm totally confused about it now. Mm. OK. 19. I don't know. 1980. Is it in the 80s or the 70s? <laughs> I can just hear Cody screaming at me now.
0: No, that's not what he was screaming about.
3: Oh, yes, it is. No, it isn't. What's the president thing? Yes. And so it says, it doesn't say he's president.
0: I need an answer.
3: All right. So let's just go with 1970. 1979.
1: 1984. Five. Nothing's wrong.
3: I was way off.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you were.
3: (laughs) Cody is just screaming right now.
0: No, that's not what he was screaming. Okay. I'm not going to get into it. Okay. Because he'll call. Okay. All right. Song.
4: Movie. Academy Award winner James Cagney returns
0: to the screen.
1: I am commissioner of police. I'm going to walk towards you. I am not armed. I want to talk to you. Ragtime. Hmm.
0: And from the headlines.
4: President Reagan today oh. promised again that his economic program would turn the economy around and vowed to stick with his policies of deep tax and spending cuts. Fuck.
0: Fuck,
3: fuck, fuck. 1980.
0: Two. It is 1980. One. Ah! Oh, for two. All right. Song. She's the best. Let's go.
4: They're Cheech and Chong, the comedy team that gave birth to rock comedy. Is that a joint, man? And in the process, turned on a whole generation. Get out of the house, man, it's being busted. Up in smoke.
0: Headlines.
4: Africa for Africans, the theme of President Carter's speech today in Lagos, Nigeria. Mr. Carter said that the U.S. is committed to black majority rule and an Africa free from outside military intervention. (laughs)
3: Okay, see, I want to say 1978 or 1979.
0: 1979. It is 1970. Eight. Ah! She's the best French girl. Go. God damn it.
3: gotten any right. We're going to keep going, motherfucker, until I get one right.
0: Let me clarify (laughs) what Cody called about so that you know, because every time you hear a president...
3: Now I freak out. Okay, listen. Yeah, I'm going to blame it on that for missing all these.
0: Listen. Cody's point is that when you hear a headline clip about a president being elected where they were elected a president is elected every four years. So it's gotta be 84, 88, 92. And you would answer in odd years, and that was driving him nuts. So just because they say a president, all you're listening for is if they were elected that year, and then you know it's not gonna help you at all. It's not. So don't even worry about Cody.
3: I'm not gonna worry about the presidents anymore. Alright. Okay.
0: Since we're gonna keep doing this until you get one, <laughs> we're gonna step it up. Okay. So you're oh for 3
3: Mm-hmm. Linda? Yeah. Good luck. Okay. Thank you. Don't need but a good time. <laughs> How can I Is that kiss?
0: It's not gonna matter, so I'll answer. It's poison.
3: Oh, sorry. Okay, no wait, that that's a hairband. <clears throat> so I know what decade.
0: Okay, just out of interest, what decade are we talking about? The eighties? You asked that as a question. Like I'm gonna I'm not gonna answer it. But okay, so you know that's poison. Movie. Dustin Hoffman.
4: Tom Cruise. There's only 28 miles on the odometer since I drove it a week ago last Saturday. It should be more than 28 miles.
0: Rain Man. So good. And then, <laughs> headlines.
4: It's been a grueling campaign for
1: Benazir Bhutto, and it's not over yet. She's won the People's Vote. Now she'll have to convince the political power brokers if the name of Bhutto is to rule over Pakistan again.
0: It wasn't about a president. Okay. Well, not a U.S. president. Sorry. Uh, mm,
3: poison.
0: N- 1985. It is 1980. Eight. <laughs> a good time. I- all right. Eight. You're all no- you're, you're, you're for four. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Now, here we go. Okay. Are you focused? Right.
3: I am really focused and sweating.
0: Song. I'm on
2: the way. I'm on the way. Oh, sweet home.
0: Who is that? I'm so. Would you at least have to guess?
3: Was that Guns N' Roses?
0: That's Motley Crue. (laughs) Movie. Chevy Chase.
1: Get us the hell out of here! Dan Lloyd. You think my high school guidance counselor said
4: I'd never amount to anything. Spies like us.
0: And from the headlines.
4: And Villanova has moved to the brink of capturing this championship by blazing away at 79% from the floor. That's it. Villanova has done
3: it. Well, I'm thinking it's another hairband, so I'll go 1986.
0: It is nineteen eighty five. We only have two more.
3: I am O for five.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're <sighs> you're sticking the place up. Here we go, two more now. Okay, focus, your chi.
3: All right.
0: Song.
1: (laughs) Movie. My name is Gandhi, Mohandas K. Gandhi. Well, whoever you are, we don't want you here. I suggest you get back on that train before it leaves. They seem to want me.
0: A Richard Attenborough film, Gandhi. And headlines. John DeLorean was an American dreamer was and a genuine leader with a great deal of drive. A maverick who ran his own car company until his
4: life skidded out of control.
3: Okay, I feel like we've had this one before. Do this you? song. And I believe it is 1982.
0: It is 1980. All right, let's burn this last one oh, and be done with them. All right. At
3: least right. I got one. Man, I had to work my ass off for that one.
0: Song.
1: Movie. Three of our agents have been killed during the last 24 hours. I take it these killings are connected. That's precisely what you're going to find out. My name's Bob. James Bob.
0: Live and let die. And headlines. They're three outs away. The Mets managed one more run, but were unable to overcome the A's, losing 5-2
4: and giving Oakland its second consecutive World Series title. Um,
3: well, I know it's the early 70s. (laughs) I think. So I'll just say...
0: 1970 1971 It is 1970 3 ah! 1 for 7 Hey I got 1 You did <laughs> That's a victory
3: Oh my goodness
0: Oh yeah Oh yeah. I'm exhausted. I know you are. I am too, frankly.
3: Because now not only am I trying to figure out the song, I'm trying to figure out that fucking president thing.
0: Let the, pre- forget Cody. Forget what he said, drop it.
3: I'll forget Cody, all right.
0: Um, Have you ever vowed after breaking up with someone that you would never date that type of person again? It seems most of us never do that. We all have a type.
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: And it turns out that person is a lot like us and a lot like all the other people we've dated. A new study from the University of Toronto has found that not only are we romantically attracted to people who are similar to us, but also similar to people we have dated in the past. Quote, it's common that when a relationship ends, people attribute the breakup to their ex-partner's personality and decide they need to date a different type of person. Our research suggests there is a very strong tendency to nevertheless continue dating a similar personality. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, because that's what you're drawn to.
0: The old saying is, they break up, they start dating somebody new, same person, different face. You're wired the way you're wired. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is. Speaking of that, whether it's a Southern drawl, a New York accent, or a Texas twang, we like people who speak the way we do. A recent study found that people are more attracted to and feel more connected to people who speak the way they do. Researchers found that everything down to the way people pronounce their vowels gives the listener a sense of comfort and community.
3: Well, then I don't know what the hell you're doing with me, because you know,
0: Linda, we're both Hicks.
3: Yeah, I know, but you're—I'm more when I speak like theater.
0: It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Ambulance. No, it, I love it. Those
3: are words I—I have, I have to work on before they come out of my mouth. You really don't. And every once in a while, I'll Steve—I'll hear Steve Harvey say theater. Yeah. I- <laughs> and I'm like, oh. That's why I like him. Look, I
0: I always point it out, and I make fun. I know that, and I shouldn't, because I I think it's endearing.
3: Yeah, okay. No, I really do. And you
0: don't need to worry about that. Speaking of which, how long has it been since we've been to the theater?
3: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) we're not going to the theater anytime soon until all this uh, corona shit has died down.
0: Now, out of all the companies in the world... Mm -hmm which one, in fact, the top five is here, is the most reputable, like trusted, great reputation.
3: Are you talking about like Apple?
0: Uh, yes, main, major, the most reputable company out there. There's five, I've got the top
3: five. I would say Apple, Amazon.
0: Uh, neither are in here.
3: Well, you just said yes. Hmm? When I said Apple, you said yes.
0: I said like companies like that. Oh. I wasn't saying yes to Apple. It's not Apple. I'll give it to you.
3: Okay.
0: Uh in fact I'll go backwards. Number 5. Microsoft. Hmm. Been around forever. Mm-hmm. People who work PC use Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So solid, respectable, reputable. Uh really? Ferrari been around forever. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh what is 3 beginning here? Rolex. Hmm. They're reputable. They are. Big, expensive watches. I did a dumb and thing. And
3: collector's items, too.
0: Number two is completely understandable. Could have been number one. Disney. Uh,
3: Duh. Duh. Should have been number one, probably.
0: Now, get this. Number one, Lego.
3: Well, they are hot right now. In fact, there's a show after uh, The Masked Singer about I creating things out of Legos. I guess. I haven't watched it, but... Yeah, Legos are the shit.
0: Matt loves Legos, you know, I get it. When I was a kid, it was a rector set. If you wanted something, which I never had, nobody ever gave me one, Um, but you get to build things. And the great thing about uh, uh, a rector set is that you could build something and it was metal strips and, and bolts. You could take it apart and build something else. Legos are the same kind of way. You can build anything you want. But if we want to make sure Matthew's happy when he comes to visit, whether it's Christmas or Fourth of July, we just go get a Lego thing. A star if if you want to see him just really happy, get him a Star Wars <laughs> Lego <laughs> thing. And just let him go. And if it's little, it'll be done in ten minutes.
3: Yeah, which would take me four days.
0: Which, by the way, if you want to be impressive and you know keep Matt busy for days, you get one of the big ones like a giant story. Have you seen how much they are?
3: Yeah, we don't do those. We oh, get the little ones.
0: <laughs> $200. Crazy, crazy, but that's the way it is. All right, fun facts. You know I love them. I know it. One of my all-time favorite fun facts is that gorillas go to bed around six.
3: Right, it could be 5.45, 6.15, St- five after six. It's too good. But it's around six.
0: It's just too good. Gorillas go to bed around six. Mm-hmm. I have a fun fact now. Not as good as that one, but pretty good. Okay. Now, you spent a lot of time going to the beach when you were a teenager. I did. Lived in Savannah. You and uh, your friends would go and do whatever, uh, you know, risque, nasty (laughs) things that you whores Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do when you go to the beach. Um, So now, when you were at the beach...
3: Did you just call me a beach whore?
0: Yes. Wow. Well, you are. I am. Um... So when you were at the beach, was there a particular kind of bird that you noticed when you were at the beach? One that you kind of had to watch out for?
3: Seagulls? Yeah,
0: seagulls. Seagulls would have to be watched because if you turned your back from your towel or you walked away for a bit and you had food around, food was gone. Yeah. Seagulls swoop in. In fact, we went to SeaWorld and we were going to buy something, some food to feed the seals. And when we bought it, the, the the lady said, be careful as you, because they give you this little box and it's got the food in it. You're gonna go feed the seals. She said, be careful of the seagulls. They'll swoop down. Sure enough, one did, took it out of Linda's hand. It's gone. Yeah. There is a fun fact about, do you know why seagulls go for your food?
3: Because it's good? No. Because it smells delicious? No. Because I'm eating it?
0: Yes. What? The reason seagulls swarm for your food as soon as you leave your beach towel is that a new study has found that seagulls are a great deal more attracted to food that has been touched by a human being
3: That's wild and very strange.
0: And seagulls go to bed around six. No. uh. Okay. I love that. Just because you touched it, not you.
3: Right, anybody. People. Yeah.
0: Seagulls. Not to be trusted. They've got those beady eyes and their, (laughs) their eyes are close to each other. Like there's not enough nose area. They're not like squirrels where they stare for mm-hmm. way too long, but close, <laughs> close eyes, not to be trusted, seagulls. They know it. All right. What are the biggest causes of arguments between couples? Money. Let's find out, shall we? I got 10 here.
3: Okay.
0: Number 10, uh, your mate hangs around friends more than they do.
3: Oh, yes. You.
0: Number nine, argument about past relationships. Yep. Number eight, being possessive. Yep. Number seven, talking to an ex.
3: Mm. Talking. Wow.
0: To an ex, what's your uh, what's your feeling on that?
3: Um. Well, I mean, people do get jealous over that.
0: Hmm. I think that's a real dicey area. Talking to, dicey. Six, jealousy.
3: Yeah, definitely.
0: Number five is a little uh, hazy. Feelings. Feelings. (laughs) Forget that. Uh, Number four, understood. Not being appreciated.
3: Big time, yeah.
0: Number three. One, not paying enough attention to the other. Which I will say.
3: Yeah, I I can see that. You get a little
0: upset. Well, but let me defend. Uh, Not that I'm on trial here, Uh, (laughs) but there are times in a day or a week where you're busy. You're busy doing stuff.
3: Well, I know know that, but I think they mean alike all the time.
0: Of course. Then there's a problem. Yeah. And instead of talking about it, like if your guy is not paying any attention to you, just slap him. Don't even bring it up. Don't don't say. Don't do
3: that. Uh, Then you're creating another problem.
0: Well, you're creating number two. Lack of communication. Mm -hmm. See, if you slap him and you didn't say anything, then that's lack of communication. You're guilty (laughs) of number two. (laughs) And number one ties in, but this is number one. Not showing enough love or affection. affection. Those are your top arguments.
3: All right. Money wasn't in there. Neither was kids.
0: Uh, uh, No. Hmm. That is odd. Kind of strange. Well, it's from the Oakland University in Michigan. Not sure what that means. Question. And I bring this up because I've done it. Uh, Would you rather? Mm -mm. You get to choose one. There's two. You choose one. Would you rather walk in on your parents having sex? or have them walk in on you?
3: Well, either way, it's something you're not gonna be able to get out of your head. I'm gonna say, well, I'd be embarrassed. I I would rather them walk in on me. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like for any of those things to happen.
0: You have to. It's play the game.
3: All right, then I'll say. Oh, I don't want to see that either.
2: <laughs> this is
3: nineteen eighty four. Um. Uh, All right, so I'll just say, yeah, I'll just say I'd rather walk in on, no,
0: but I wouldn't.
3: But I just wouldn't want any of that to happen. And that's why it's never happened.
0: You're missing the point of the game, would you rather.
3: Okay, so I'll have them walk in on me.
0: Um, That is clearly my answer. Uh, The reason I can say that. It's because
3: you're a show off.
0: (laughs) Well, no, it's because I walked in on my parents uh, and I was too young to know what they were doing. I just know that it was not anything I'd ever seen before. Why are you doing that? Uh, Scarred me. I can see it as clearly now in my brain and I'm close to a hundred. I still see it. So let them walk in on me. There's nothing to explain. They know what we're doing. They happened to catch it. No reason to talk about it. You don't have to bring it up. They saw it. They're not going to bring it up. So, yeah, them walk in on me, clearly. Yeah.
3: There. There's a
0: problem. All right. And then they have to deal with it. Yeah, well, it's there's nothing to deal with. If you're uncomfortable, you know, with your child growing up into a mature age where they can have and enjoy sex, then you've got a problem. All right. Uh, So uh, two weeks ago, we did this fun thing of earworm songs, songs that get stuck in your head. And uh, we had voting, which song got stuck in your head? And um, what page am I on? Oh, four. Uh, So uh, we gave you 11 of them. And based on your voting, I now, and I'll do this quickly, I have The top five. Before we get to the top five, I will say, as an honorable mention, and the reason I bring it up is because I was surprised that this one even made the list. But it was number six. The Legend of Bilbo Baggins. This I've never heard.
2: In the middle of the
1: earth, in the land of Shire, lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire. All
0: right. Uh, so I will tell you on that day, just for the record, when we played the top 11 earworm songs, Linda and I get in the car to go to lunch. And what am I singing? A song that I had used to tell a story, not any of the earworm songs. The,
3: the Wailing Jennings song or Let's something like Let's go to Luke and yeah. Buck,
0: Texas. That's all I say.
3: <laughs> and, you know, I didn't have one. Um, well, after every show, every Friday, I have the chicken song in my head Hmm. um and i thought later on that afternoon oh, i got away from it but then i was walking up the stairs and in my head popped who let the dogs out (laughs) and i was like fuck all right and then the next day in the shower it was the time warp and i don't even know the words to that one
0: well we had you vote we had you go to mnlstudios.com which song stuck in your head earworm songs Uh, And they sometimes last the afternoon, sometimes days. And then they can go away and come back. So here we go. Based on your vote, the top five earworm songs, and we move it on down to number one. Uh, Number five. This is Halloween.
2: like to see something strange come with
1: us and you will see this our town of halloween this is halloween this is halloween pumpkin scream in the dead of night this is halloween everybody make to scene
2: trick-or-treat right
0: based on your vote this is number four open kingdom Star. Gangnam Star, Oop, hop, hop, hop and Gangnam Star. Gangnam Star, this up. is number three. It's astounding. Time is
1: fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. For very
0: much longer, I've got to keep control. I Number two.
1: Who let the dogs out? Hooger, 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 hooger. Who let the dogs out? Hooger, 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 hooger. Who let the dogs out? Hooger, hooger,
0: hooger, hooger. Who let the dogs out? All right, so we're, uh, and again, this is per your vote. Uh, and quite a few voted. Uh, It wasn't even close. Number one was a complete runaway. The number one voted on by you, earworm song of that list is... Most of us know this song from Disneyland, Disney World at the exhibit. It's a small world. What a lot of people don't know is that this song and the exhibit basically exists because of the 1964 World's Fair.
3: Oh, that's what the person that commented said.
0: It was created for the World's Fair. So, the question is, who did this to us? Who wrote that?
3: <laughs> you could going
1: turned
0: turn this into a cool story. I love it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I looked it up and I was a little pissed. <laughs> who did it? Who wrote, it's a small world after all? after you've heard the cool stories and music, you're probably gonna be okay and maybe you'll find it a way in your heart to forgive the Sherman brothers for writing It's a Small World. The Sherman brothers were the single most successful American songwriting duo in the history of musical films. Robert and Richard, these two brothers wrote more motion picture musical song scores than any other songwriting team in the history of songwriting. And It's a Small World was only a part of it. These two men, after creating It's a Small World for 1964's World Fair, they were snatched up by Disney. They became exclusive to Disney. And it's these two guys Robert and Richard Sherman, that wrote all of what you're gonna hear. They won, not one, two Academy Awards. Hmm. First, for writing this thing.
1: It's super califragilistic, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound
2: precocious. Super califragilistic,
4: So there's
0: one. Academy Award for the Sherman Brothers. The next Academy Award was for this.
4: No, I spends me time in the ashes and smoke. In this so wide world, there's no happy chim chim, 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 A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be.
0: They were nominated for a third Academy Award for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang.
3: You said that funny. I hate
0: that song.
3: Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Yeah,
0: I hate it. Uh, They have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They are members of the Songwriters Hall of Fame. And they have a soundstage at Walt Disney Studios in Burbank named after them. It is known as the Sherman Brothers Stage. Now, Disney... After employing these two brothers, used them in every possible way that they could. Television, movies, go to the Sherman brothers. The two brothers sat down, because Disney asked, and they wrote this. Now
1: I'm the king of the swingers, oh, the jungle VIP. I've reached the top and had to stop, and that's what's bothering me. I wanna be a man, man, cub, and stroll right into town And be just like the other men I'm tired of walking around Oh ooby-doo Hoop-de-weep. I wanna be like you I wanna walk like you talk like you Cheep-chew. Cheep-chew. You see it's true be doo And ape like me dooby-dooby Can to be Human too.
0: So it was around this time Mid to late 60s Disney realizes we gotta get into television We gotta start making stuff for TV People are watching this thing a lot So they went to the Sherman Brothers Because they were gonna do An animated feature on one of their most beloved characters And they needed music So the Sherman Brothers wrote this
2: Dum-dum-dum-dee-dum-dum-dee dum, Oh, the wind is lashing lustily And the trees are thrashing thrustily And the leaves are rustling gustily So it's rather safe to say That it seems that it may turn out to be fields That it will undoubtedly looks Like a rather blustery day today It seems that it may turn out to be fields That it will undoubtedly looks Like a rather blustery day Oh I know today is
0: Wednesday and this is how I Now Disney eventually by the late sixties would have their own television show. I myself sat every Sunday night to watch the wonderful world of color, and the theme was written by the Sherman Brothers.
1: The
2: Carousel of Color! Wonderful, wonderful
0: color. I can still see Tinkerbell Hit flying me, around yeah. and hitting. The World is a Carousel,
1: carousel of, of color. color!
0: All right, so Disneyland and Disney World had opened with whatever they opened with the original attractions. But Disney wanted to add some stuff, and they had a concept for an attraction at Disneyland. To begin with, but they need music for the new attraction, so they go to the Sherman Brothers. They explain what it was going to be, and the Sherman Brothers wrote this. Ole, ole. In the Tiki Tiki Tiki
4: Tiki Tiki Room In the Tiki 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 Room All the birds sing word and the flowers croon In the Tiki 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 Room Welcome to our tropical hideaway You lucky people you If we weren't in the show starting right away We'd think the audience too All together in the Tiki 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 Room In the Tiki 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 Tiki
0: Those Sherman brothers, catchy Yes. But I'm willing to bet you didn't know. Before the Sherman Brothers got with Disney, they wrote songs, just wrote them. And this song that they wrote became a hit for a guy, and I didn't write his name down, you've never heard of it, so it doesn't matter, but he had a mild hit with this Sherman Brothers song in the early 60s. In the seventies that song was covered by one other artist, and he hit number one with the Sherman Brothers composition. And I'll bet you didn't know that these two gentlemen, after all that Disney music, wrote this thing.
1: Wow. wow. You come on like a dream, beaches and trees
0: 16. You're beautiful and you're mine, oh So mine. if you want to blame somebody for Small World, blame them. The most successful songwriting duo in the history of music.
3: Pretty much all of their songs were catchy tunes.
0: Yeah. They're it, very it, good. Like at,
3: earworm tunes.
0: Well, that's called a hook. <clears throat> a Whoa. hook. And they were great at a hook. I mean, it, I mean and that's why Disney snatched them up. Yeah. They knew what they were going to be getting. Yeah. All right, we'll do this quickly because we're close to done. Uh, so to d- are
3: we going to talk about this coronavirus or are we just going mean, to let slides? slide? Let
0: me get this done. Uh, employee, it's National Employee Appreciation Day. Linda? So give them some Oreos. Ooh.
3: Or take them to the dentist.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is National Dentist Day. And it's National Middle Name Day. Mm. I looked up my middle name this morning just... In Latin, it means, my name is Lamar, my middle name, Lamar. It means, we'll live around water.
3: <gasps> no way, you are so lying to me. Does it really? Did it really? I mean, You well, can I'm, show me later.
0: No, I'm going to show you now because it's right here.
3: I mean, good Lord.
0: Isn't that crazy? Where did it go? I don't know. Why don't you know? Here it is. Uh, The name Lamar is ultimately derived from the old French term Lamar, Lémar, which translated to the pool or the pond. As a surname, Lamar would have been used to identify a person who lives near a pond or a body of water. Wow. There are also claims that Lamar means of the sea, since Lémur means the sea in French.
3: That's awesome. It is. And weird.
0: By the way, this weekend is daylight savings time. On Saturday night, before you go to bed, you turn your clock...
3: Forward. You're springing ahead on daylight saving time. (sighs) Which means, come Sunday, I'm going to be fighting with that motherfucking clock.
0: Well, me too. I mean, Linda's got hers. I've got mine.
3: But actually, turning it forward... And I just changed the batteries in it, so I don't have to change the battery. Turning it forward is probably not going to be a big deal. It's, it's when we fall back.
0: <laughs> Did you hear that huff of hers? All right. There's no need in waiting. There's only one. These other movies I've not heard of, but Ben Affleck.
3: Oh, but the Pixar movie came out today, too.
0: What's it called?
3: Uh, mm, First Cow? Cal? No.
0: Uh, Onward? Yes. Okay. What did Onward get, according to Rotten
3: Tomatoes? 90%. 87. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good.
0: Uh, Ben Affleck's movie, uh, ironically, of course, he had his uh, drinking uh, struggles, and this movie is about a guy who is an alcoholic. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, It's called The Way Back. 85.
3: 81. that's pretty good.
0: And then the rest, there's one called Swallow,
3: no. But, uh, wait. Shh.
0: It isn't porn. Ninety <laughs> percent. Uh, okay. So this quickly. It seems. No, I can save that. What do I need to get out? I'll do that.
3: Hey, we want to hear the potato up the ass. All right, you
0: would. <laughs> Medical professionals have found that people who are too embarrassed to seek help for hemorrhoids have been turning to the internet. Oh no. And the internet has been telling people to shove raw potatoes up their butt. Doctors, and this is such a problem. And
3: seriously though, who, 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 okay.
0: Doctors have had to respond and remind everybody that shoving potatoes up your butt is dangerous and you shouldn't do it. <laughs> Instead, if you're dealing with hemorrhoids, drink more water, and eat more fiber.
3: Yeah, and don't stick them up your ass.
0: You know, I I find it uniquely odd in that people will go to the doctor and feel embarrassed to share whatever's going on. This is no surprise to anybody. I have no problem.
3: Yeah, but you're not shoving potatoes up your ass or anything.
0: No, but I I mean- That I know (laughs) of. I mean, I'm not afraid to say anything to the doctor. Uh, this doctor is a doctor. I've spent money to come get advice from said doctor. So whatever's going on with me, I'm gonna say it. The doctor wants you to do that. So doctor, the problem I'm having is my enormous cock. <laughs> I can't find pants to fit it.
2: Yeah. My
0: wife whistles when she walks. I I don't know what to do about my giant cock and balls, doctor. (laughs) So, (laughs) this thing flew by.
3: Oh, gosh.
0: And I didn't get to.
3: That was funny.
0: Didn't get to anything. All right, let's go here. Now, I don't have to wonder. We're swamped.
3: We still didn't talk about the coronavirus, but okay.
0: Oh, well, here, let's stop. Let's do it. Um, so obviously this is a real concern.
3: And you guys, for us germaphobes, this is a real concern. And I was thinking about that yesterday, though. So because I am such a germaphobe, I'm always washing my hands. I've got sanitizer everywhere. So I'm thinking that that's going to help me with this. I'm also afraid that I've spent most of 2020 sick. Yeah. I feel like I'm a sitting duck for anything. But then on the other hand, I heard on the news today in North Carolina, so many people are dying from the flu.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna share what I'm doing uh, because I've listened to everybody and I've gotten it out of my head what some of them said about the coronavirus and I've kept information that others said. Here's what I do. We, uh, as a couple, aren't moving out of the house a lot. Uh, We go when we need to. And the way that I'm treating it, because the coronavirus, the only way that it can enter your body is through your nose or your mouth. So when I go out to the grocery store. Let's say I go to the grocery store. I'm assuming that I have touched something while I'm out that has the virus on my hands. So what they're saying, and I fully buy it, do not, when you're out and about, touch your face. Okay, hold
3: on. Do you know how hard that is not to do? Yes, I do. Because I went to the grocery store yesterday and as I'm walking in, I'm mentally telling myself, you're not going to touch your face. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. I get in there and first off, my nose starts to itch. You can't Mm -hmm. can't scratch. So then I will that one away and then my forehead starts to itch. It it was like all I wanted to do was touch my face, which I don't think I did.
0: Well, here's what, I I was at the cigar shop Mm. and again,
3: You're going to be the death of me, Mark Thompson.
0: Again, I'm going with the idea that I've touched something that has the virus and it's on my hands. I need to scratch my nose. I take my left hand, I grab the sleeve of my jacket and I scratch my nose with my jacket, not my hand.
3: Hey, here's an idea. Put a tissue in your pocket.
0: Great. That's, That's what another. I thought
3: after I got home. I was like, you
0: could have just taken a Kleenex and just scratched your nose. And the other thing that, so, so while I'm out, I don't touch my face with my hands. The moment, and this is Linda every time. In fact, you know.
3: We got an argument about it yesterday. Well, I mean,
0: Jesus. Um, the moment you come home, hot water, soap, wash them back forward a couple of times, wash them good. Really, because this is what, like Obama, President Obama came out and said two things, don't panic, wash your hands. So if you do those things, because they're saying don't get on Amazon or wherever you shop and pay $400 for a mask. Right. It's not helping you. It's also not gonna help you to wear gloves because you're out and about, you're wearing rubber gloves so you're protected, you're not. The moment you touch something, the virus is on the glove. Then you scratch your face with the glove and you got it. So treat your hands if you're out and about. This is what I do. Like they're infected. (laughs) Don't touch your face. Your nose or mouth. It's
3: so hard not to touch your
2: face.
0: It is. And if somebody is hacking and coughing, I don't care what it looks like, get away from them. Like if you're in a restaurant, get up and move. Because those airborne particles can go in. So that's it. Don't panic. Wash your hands a ton. When you do go out, don't touch your face.
3: (laughs) Easier said than done.
0: It is. It's hard, but you can. You can grab your sleeve, you know, and, and do that. There's ways around it. Did we cover it? Yeah, we did. All right. And, you know, so just be careful. All right. So we took a week's break. For no reason... Well,
3: I was sick, so there was a reason.
0: All right. Bye. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Okay, so there is a shit ton of birthdays since we were out last week. So go ahead and play the chicken song and pause it for a very long time.
0: All right. You ready? I said you're ready. I'm ready. buck, 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 buck,
3: buck, 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 buck. On 227, Rick Sampson turned 60. On 228, Marty from Portland, hey, Marty, turned 52. Uh, Gail Ray turned 55, and Stevie turned 51. On 33, Diana Gutierrez mm-hmm. turned 33. Chris White from Simi Valley turned 58. Beth turned 32. On 34, Rod turned 55 sandy wells turned 67 tall kathleen turned 62 and our very own alenny thompson turned 32 <laughs> which since we didn't get to go on our trip we didn't get to celebrate her birthday which pisses me off Fuck her. on three five what is today's date does I, oh today's today the is 6. april 28th today is the s- march sixth. on three five dr Jeannie c turned 31 today. On three six, Brenda Pari is turning fifty nine. Derek Stone is turning forty eight. On three seven, Jeff Rubens is turning forty. Rowena from Beaverton, Oregon, is turning fifty four. On three eight, Kelly Fisher from Simi Valley is turning fifty four. On eleven, nope, on March eleventh, Jennifer Pankey is turning fifty seven. And sometime during all of this, Tammy Merritt turned fifty six, but I didn't, I didn't get what day it was. <laughs> So happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday. All right. And wash your fucking hands and don't touch your fucking face.
0: And don't panic. Oh. Repeat that. Don't panic. Say it out loud so you can hear it.
3: Don't panic.
0: All right. Um, So that'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, We'll be back next week.
3: And if you see me out and about, I'll be in my hazmat suit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> listen people go ahead and laugh bitch ain't kidding <gasps> well we had a a ton of show and I got to about a third of it I
3: thoroughly enjoyed that what? I, uh, the the cool stories thing
0: oh good yeah good well I mean Sherman Brothers yeah Two Academy Awards for those guys. Try not to blame. All right. If you want to follow what Skeeter's doing, uh- uh,
3: which I haven't, I haven't done anything in a very long time. I just, I haven't, I haven't felt well and, but it's at Lake Norman Linda.
0: And it's because the reason she's done it, because we're doing nothing but arguing, not arguing, discussing, having a
4: dog. Oh, yes. Dog. Yeah. Dog.
3: We're moving forward. Not that we've made any decisions yet.
4: You know, when I first suspected that I might have OCD, um, I Googled it and there are different symptoms and some I have and some I don't. And the ones I have, some I have more strongly than others. So I decided to make a color-coded graph. I wish I was making this up. I listed the symptoms and I said I'm going to rate from zero to ten how strongly I feel I have each symptom. I'll total it up and divide it by the number of symptoms. If I'm higher than five, I'll seek professional treatment. If I'm under five, I'll self-diagnose that I am A-OK. Number one, are you the type of person who has to check the stove over and over again to make sure it's off? And I'm like, uh, zero. Number two, are you the type of person who has to wash your hands repeatedly? And I had this nagging feeling that I forgot to answer that first question. (laughs) So I looked up, yeah, I did write zero. Okay, hand washing, six. I'm like, that ain't even right. I scribbled that out. I got some ink on my hands. I went to go wash my hands while I'm washing my hands. I'm like, why did they mention stove? So I checked the stove. It was on. I'm like, I'm never going to make that mistake again. And I came back and I chained hand washing to two. I did the whole test. It averaged 5.0. So I'm like, I still don't know.